I don't know if you can hear me, but we'll be back. Hold on. <laughs> All right, hey, we are good to go. Let's go, brother. All righty. What's up, Matt? I'm Jimmy. We are two average guys hanging out here in our beautiful basement studio. Talking to you guys today. What's up, Donnie? Welcome to the show, buddy. We're talking hey, today down. about Husker football, along with, we're also going to want to make sure we are discussing some of our newest recruits. Yes. And we have the college football playoff game tomorrow Championships night. tomorrow. Um, but we also had some pretty darn good bowl games on New Year's Day that we can talk about as well. So, got a few different things, a few different topics. Should be a pretty yeah, fun time. Sure. Um, the college football playoff games were incredible. Uh, as as much as we even talked about <clears throat> Florida State getting left out, I mean it was the right <laughs> it was the right choice based off of the way those two games went. Well, I okay, I don't and, know, and, and I'm not talking about the Florida State Georgia game because that disregard that game. Yeah, I'm talking about the actual two playoffs. I games. still don't know if I agree, and the only reason why I'd say I don't know I agree is because I still think Florida State with their backup quarterback, if they didn't have everybody that opted out. And or you know, decided to go do NFL draft. I really don't know that they wouldn't have been able to compete with either with either of those teams. With Michigan, yeah, or really any of those, any of the four. Really, yeah, to be honest. Um, now, do I think they would have won? I don't know. Different story. Their defense is what kept them in a lot of games and really won them a lot of games. Right, and that bowl, that game with Georgia is, I mean, uh, a complete one. Yeah, I mean, you can Georgia brought their Georgia wanted to win the game. Yeah, and they still and, have guys sitting out. And, and here's the thing about that game. That, that kind of drives me nuts. And this is, again, this is the state of college football and kind of what we're seeing now with bowl games is if it doesn't matter, the players don't care. Right. But for a team like Georgia and Florida State, both of them should have been saying, we deserve to be in there, we're going to show up, and we're going to show everyone that we deserve to be in that game in the, in the Final Four. Right. Only one of them did that. Yeah, and I think it was, you know, the last – Last play, last fourteen playoff. You know, now that it's going to twelve, you're not going to see that. I mean, yeah, you're going to see that. You'll see teams, and I know, like, I've seen predictions of next year, and they have Arizona winning the Big Twelve as a fourteen overall seed, yeah, and being a buy because the top four or conference champs get buys. Yeah. So it might not be top twelve. You know what I mean? But there's going to be. I don't know how it's going to be for bowl games. <laughs> Moving forward, I mean, it, there might still be a lot of guys that sit out, but it's going to be, I think, a little different than a team like Georgia that was back-to-back yeah. national champs or an undefeated Florida State that yeah. has guys sit out. You're not going to have a team like that because I, 12 are going to make it in. You're not going to have an undefeated team that gets left out. I, I bet you're going to see a lot less – you're going to see a lot less people um, opting out <laughs> just because 
of the ch- there's a chance. If they're number 12, yes, they're a 12 seed, they have a chance. And you're talking about – and think about Arizona. Exactly. Think, about, think about what you said about Arizona. If Arizona ends up being a number 14 seed in winning the Big 12, Arizona had a hell of a year this year. They started off kind of slow, but, man, right. they really turned it around. That'd if they can good. do that in the Big 12 this next year, I would be shocked if a Big 12 champ is sitting at 14 unless they have, like, three losses. But even right. then, like, that seems <clears> – <throat> That seems highly unlikely. It's very rare when you see that happen for a conference team. Unless it's just a A beats B, B beats C, C beats A kind a, of a thing. Yeah, like it exactly. has been in the past with Big Twelve. Well, and, or, and you're talking about you're talking about a big expansion of conferences too. The yeah. Big Twelve is changing. I don't changing. know how their conference championship is going to be set up. Or yeah, I mean, is the big the Big Ten is top two, right? So theoretically, Michigan and Ohio State could play the last week and then play again. It, exactly. Like exactly. So. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I, don't, yeah, I, don't know. I mean, what happens if both those teams are eleven and zero going into that game, and then Michigan beats Ohio State, and then Michigan beats Ohio State again in the Nash, in the Big Twelve uh, Big, Big Ten, Ten Championship, yeah. and they have two losses? They could be a team that's like a ten seed. Yeah, and I mean, only lost to one team really. Yeah. So you never know. It's it's going to be really interesting. And you know, Donnie mentioned bowl games are are going to go away. Here's one thing I'm not sure about the bowl games. It's interesting you say that because when you think about the bowl games. There's so much money invested in these companies for these bowl games. You have low attendance. You have low viewership. Every game prior to probably the 30th, 31st, mm-hmm. I mean, there are maybe two actual good games in that span. New Year's Day was by far the best that day of football, sure. especially since Iowa got their butt, butt whooped. Mm-hmm. That was the worst game That was one of the worst on New Year's Day. Time. But be one of the worst bowl games for us Husker fans. It's one of the best games, um, but it was just overall a horrible game and a horrible showing for the Hawkeyes. And so, you look at what you get the rest of the year in bowl games, starting on the six. What the sixteenth is when they started? Eighteenth or something like that. Sixteenth, eighteenth yeah. around there. So you have a whole two weeks, almost three weeks of games, and what are you really getting out of it as a sponsor? You're not getting people watching. You're not making money. You've got to be losing money with all the gear that you give these players. I mean, and think of, like, your Adidas, your Under Armour, and Nike. They're giving these players shoes, backpacks, clothes, all these hats. And, I mean, not, not just one pair of shoes. They're not, they're giving them game day. PS5s cleats. and stuff like that. Yeah, they're getting all these awesome stuff from these vendors. I, they got to be losing money on these events. Why would you continue to sponsor the – you know, a bowl game if you're not going to make money on it. I mean, they probably get money on it from TV contracts, but as far as attendance goes, I know I was watching, uh, I don't know, Wisconsin maybe, or if, even the Iowa. I mean, there was Iowa and Tennessee fans there, but I'm like, yeah. man, if this is a Nebraska game, oh, yeah. that place would be packed. If it was a Nebraska bowl game. Oh, yeah. I mean, even if it was a freaking pinstripe bowl in New York City when it's cold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, and and Blake, that's a good point. You know, tax write off. Yeah, Bronx, you know, right? well, think think about it. Like, and I started thinking about it this year, and we've talked about it before too about bowl games. You think about a, a six win team, you go five hundred on a season. Do you really deserve to play another game? Like, is that deserving of an extra game? Well, and are you really that excited to play it? Yeah, and that's why I think like bowl games. Aside you be, from maybe going to the Bahamas Bowl, yeah. or something like that, where you can travel somewhere cool. Um, there's a, one, a lot of free stuff cool, but there's one game. A lot of free stuff there's cool. a one game difference between six and six and seven and five. But when you hear six and six, you're like, eh, that wasn't a good season. Seven and five, like, eh, that was a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, maybe a game or two that you yeah. could have been eight and four, nine and three. It's a it's a big difference. And so, does right. should eight and four be the window to actually make them meaningful games? I actually think that is maybe what should be explored. Is do anybody who had eight wins or more here's your bowl games. And then from there, here's all of our sponsors that want to be a part of that bowl game. Yeah. All right. What are you doing? What are, what are you gonna hand out? Then you're talking about TV sponsorships. You're talking about everything. All right. So who's? <laughs> It'll probably <coughs> things will probably change. I you're, think. Yeah. I don't know. You're basically um, trying to win it at that point. Because I didn't. Uh, there wasn't. I mean, I did a bowl pick'em with the fam. Um, that's just bragging rights, mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I didn't watch a bunch unless it was like. You know, I, I roll I roll a second TV upstairs. You know I do. Oh, yeah. So I, I mean, sometimes I had two games going, and then sometimes maybe I had a game on on the on yeah. the small TV while we were watching something else. But um, not until New Year's Day did I really care. Yeah. 
I mean, it was nice to have some football on like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, NFL included, but yep. um, I didn't really and, seem to care. And I will say New Year's Day, probably one of the best games that day, even even outside of the four playoff teams. Okay. Wisconsin, LSU. That's what I mean. It started, was, started and, it was, off, and the, the attendance was not great. That's no, what I'm saying. But started off kind of slow. That was a great game, though. That was – I thoroughly enjoyed at the beginning i'm like man this game kind of sucks See, i turned it on at the right watch. time because yeah. when i turned it on that was the best game up until those last two but i got to watch that and then the next two so it was a great day absolutely and mike was sitting and sipping we're gonna have a two average guys bowl hey there you go we're good have our big logo in the center of the field how cool would that i be? like mike's idea of everybody just getting getting together and getting torched the night before just, yeah we're playing you tomorrow let's we're gonna play some flip let's cup. just party it up we'll flip cup for uh Maybe a little beer, maybe a little, time. maybe a little beer pong. Yeah, see who wins. That'd be kind of fun. But hey, can you imagine? Jimmy, Jimmy and I in the booth. Brian's on the field with a big old, big ass Fox Sports cameras, looking around on the field doing our video camera. We could and go then down we got to Mike on the sidelines. Mike and Brevin on the sidelines, one for each team. Oh my God! Can you imagine that? Be that be insane? Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! So. Um, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see how the bowl games change. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with a uh, twelve team playoff and if it's successful. We we talked about six or eight teams. Like, what does that look like? You know, you have your right. conference champs. But I think what screwed all that up more than anything else, I I don't think they were not thinking about six or eight teams. I think what screwed it up was all the re, re, uh, the conference realignment, realignment. which I, I'm sure that's been in the works for a long time, not just, hey, we're just hearing about it now. So you know that the committee knew about that. Otherwise, going to a six or eight game playoff probably made more sense. But, I always said eight, but 12 makes it a little bit more fun, I guess. A couple more games, you know, teams get buys, whatever. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It'd be a lot more fun if we – compete for it like if we're right there in the conversation yep. um within a year or two yeah a couple years whatever you want to say next year sure yeah <laughs> pa- patrick we're gonna get your question don't worry um tony <laughs> look forward to the mayo bowl yeah you got your mayo bath cheese it bowl yeah that cheese it uh uh, mascot was hilarious trying to hold, uh, hand the cheese it's over <laughs> to the Tennessee coach. That was pretty funny. And then the Pop-Tart Bowl, that was fantastic. They put the live Pop-Tart mascot in, and here comes this huge Pop-Tart. That was pretty fun. Um, but, yeah, so I think, you know, let, let's talk about – well, sorry, here. Sorry, we got First goal, here we go. All right. Where are we going to play a bowl game if two average guys hosted it? Um. Mm. Hmm. Oh, Jimmy's basement. <laughs> Jimmy's basement. Yeah, Jimmy's backyard. We're gonna do a little. Oh, that, that might hurt. Three on three. Might be a little muddy. Go a little three on three. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I would say maybe. Man, I'd go north though. I'd go. Let's have some fun in the snow. Maybe. Maybe cold weather. Maybe we go to. Um... Well, I'd say North Dakota State, but that's a dome. Yeah, um... I mean, you could do. Yeah, outside of Memorial, I'd say maybe. Mm, Jackrabbit Stadium, you could probably do that. Uh, that's a, they'd have some fans there too. That'd be that'd be fun. Mon- There'd be a lot of Nebraska fans. Montana, and, Wyoming. Yeah, see, I'd go to Montana because I've never been, and it'd be cold, but it'd be cool. Hey, it'd be kind of fun. You could have some snow, make it a lot more fun. Um, all right, let's get to Patrick's question. So let's let's hit on Nebraska. So talked enough about the bowl games. Yeah, uh, we'll get to the playoff, the the championship game here in a second. Uh, but let's talk real quick about. Uh, Nebraska, kind of what they've been doing lately. So we got Raiola in there. Yeah, Raiola's our starter. Raiola's going to be our quarterback. You know, and we'll get to this here in a little bit too. But now there's talks of uh, Tagliavoa potentially looking at Nebraska. Like that I could like would that be a landing spot for him as really? a grad tra- as a grad transfer? Would that be a landing spot? So he has to apply for a waiver though, right? So has to apply and get approved for a waiver because okay. this will be a second transfer. Oh, that's right. When I said Bama the other day, I wasn't even thinking he went there already. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just um, assumed he was maybe going to the SEC, but I still think, without a doubt, Raiola's are number one right now. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see us. I just don't know us going after a Porter quarterback. I don't know if we're going to do that. I really I don't know. like. It's what, tough because you got it, a five star. Goes, you got a five star quarterback coming in. Yeah. You paid him a buttload of money, two and a half, three million dollars, whatever that number was. You're not bringing them in to sit for a year. You can't I, do yeah, that. I, I agree. Because we can you afford a portal quarterback and keep him on the bench? With the way that he's moved around, transferred high schools, 
you know, if he comes in, I mean, unless he says, I'm, I'm okay with this, even if he does, I mean, by the time the season rolls around and gets into games and he's not playing, he, yep. that might – he might change his mind. Exactly. So you you have to. Yeah. I, I just I don't think I don't think there's a reason that we brought him here to sit. Right. We didn't pay for him to come and sit. He's going to be our starting quarterback. Yes. And well, that, he's gone. That can it. present exactly. a challenge as far as bringing a portal quarterback in because if it's the guy's last chance, I mean, like a Purdy didn't want to stay because yeah. I mean, even though I thought it might work out, but that would have been probably best case scenario. Yeah. Now you're trying to find somebody like a Purdy. Yeah. But are they really going to want to come? Yeah, you're, you're going to want to go maybe to a, a group of five school that they can play. Yeah, you're not going to bring a grad transfer in to sit. No. Um, which is why I was kind of hoping the Casey Thompson rumors were true. I know. Same. To where he could at least be a mentor uh, to, to our to young play, If he had to play, he's played. Yeah. Um, Plenty of games. Yeah. Yeah, he's played in the stadium. And but, but I think there's no doubt Ryle is our starter. Um, to Patrick's question, asking about – you know, we're getting all these players. That's fantastic. Uh, we're getting Nair, right. Isaiah Nair from Texas. Now, the the Wyoming hiccup, slash Texas. Yeah, yeah. The hiccup with him is he only played one game this last year because of injury the prior year, um, which I think could be a good thing. He's got plenty of rest now. Hopefully, his injury is healed up. He's ready to go. He's a big body wide receiver who, for a new quarterback, he's also going to be probably a mentor to and going to be able to help him in the pass game and routes and all that stuff. Right. I think he's going to be a really good guy for the team. Yeah. Uh, from a you – know, Yeah, yes. I mean, statistically, we'll see. But, you know, at a, as a statistical standpoint. But um, – Yeah, I mean <laughs> – Sorry. <laughs> but – no, as like a mentor to maybe even some of those younger receivers too. Yeah. Um, even though they've been yeah uh, they've been on the roster here. Yeah. They might have to teach him something, but he might be teaching them, you know, multiple different things. Yeah. Both ways. Well, and and so, I thought I thought one of the biggest things that our young guys are going to learn is route running. Mm-hmm. That is something that, <coughs> as someone who never played football, I can only imagine the route running, the timing of your routes. You watch some of these guys, they're turning and the ball's about to hit their hands. Learning to run those type of routes to where you're effective on the field and you make a difference and you're scary, that's what a, bringing a guy like Nayer is going to help do for this team. Mm-hmm. And then you think about potential uh, Banks coming in right. from Wake Forest, also a big opportunity for this team, big body wide receiver who with a young quarterback, young wide receiver core, can really boost this team's energy. Yeah, tall, big guys. Yeah. Experience, for sure. Now, Patrick asked about the O-line. And, Patrick, I'm going to hit on this because we've talked about this a lot this year, um, this season. I feel like our offensive line improved tremendously this last year from a discipline standpoint. Penalty, everything. Discipline was by far the best thing they did this last year, an improvement. Less holdings. Um, They had um, less... False starts. False starts. The, everything was just snap, less and less. Snap issues. Now, say. run protection needs to be better, but their pass protection was actually really good. The problem is we didn't we have – throw. Well, not only that, we didn't have a quarterback who knew how to stay in the pocket. We, don't yeah. have, we didn't have a pocket passer. Riola is a passer. He, is a, right. he can stay in the pocket. He can he run. He can run, but – But he's going to be able to stay in the pocket longer and willing to take that hit, unlike your Harburgs, your Purdy's, who, and Sims, who your first instinct is the, it starts to collapse a little bit, you got to go. Mm-hmm. You get better route running, better wide receivers, better – and our pass protection, I think it's only going to improve. Right, especially with guys coming in. I don't know how many of those guys will play. And guy, but guys coming back. And guys coming back that with experience. And, and I think sure. as much as people gave Riola crap um, on the offensive line, look what he's done just from after this last year. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was kind of curious that he was the only one that was kept on the staff. And then it was, oh, well, maybe they're trying to get Dylan, and then it didn't work out. And then it was like, well, why'd we keep this guy? And then I thought they were, they were better. And then we get Dylan. And then yeah. we got some guys. And two of them played in that All-American game yesterday, and they looked pretty good. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, I don't know if either one of those guys will play right away, Bricks or, or Pyle, but they both look big yeah. and Good yesterday. 
Um, yep. And what Pat, I saw. Yeah, and Patrick, to your point, yeah, we had you know three, three, what three or four guys get injured on the offensive line. We get our backups to come in. Our backups had were almost better, and they are they had plenty of experience. They weren't guys that had never seen the field before. Um, so coach evaluation blows. I think also with first time first year coaches. You're, you're probably right. I don't think they did a great job of evaluating who should start and who shouldn't. Um, and we we saw that early on in the season. It's like, why why are you playing? Corcoran is awful. He started off really bad at the beginning of the season. Piper, awful. So what are we doing to fix it? And we didn't and we didn't fix it, so they got hurt. And honestly, that may have been the best thing that happened, uh, Patrick, is that they got hurt to really help our offensive line. But – even in that instance, I still don't think their pass protection was bad. It wasn't great. No, no one on the offensive line was great. No one on the offensive line was great. They were better, though. Yeah. And that is, that is something that a key takeaway is that they were better. They don't have to be great. We don't need, we don't need greatness. We need well, – we do. Just not – strive. When we're looking for what we had the previous year, we needed improvement, and we saw improvement. Now we have discipline. We had better pass protection. We Let's just, get rump protection. We just need to kind of get it all together because – I mean, quarterback play was not very great with the offensive line being a little better. Yeah. Or at least improved. <clears throat> Last year, quarterback play was pretty decent mm-hmm. for the most part. They just didn't really have any time. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's, it's always one, one way or the other. Yeah, but, and, um, and yes, Raiola was in his second year. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, his first year, I don't think he did great. I still, again, second year, awesome. we saw more discipline. We saw better pass protection. Run protection wasn't great. We didn't open up a lot of holes. Um, right. But the goal this year, get bigger, stronger, faster, and More start control. to open up some of those holes for our newest running back. Yes, our newest running back. Um, Dante Dowdle. Dante Dowdle. Mr. Yeah. Oregon. Yes. Um, what, he's top 10 running back in his class last year in class of 2023. Um, fell in the depth chart, I guess, at Oregon. Yeah. Um, Which, man, I mean, that that's – Oregon team is stacked anyways. Yeah, I mean, and that's what we're going to be seeing. And we're fortunate enough to get a guy like this. And hopefully we continue to kind of pursue guys like this over the next yeah. couple of years. Yeah. Because, I mean, we, we, we have. I mean, we tried to get McCord and, and we tried to Fleming. get. Yeah, all kinds of different guys. And so the land one, a running back. You know, the running back room I think is pretty deep. But <clears throat> you never know. Grant left. Uh, he had to. He, so Grant, for those of you who didn't know, Grant didn't get a waiver to play. Oh, okay. So okay. He, he applied for a waiver right. to be able to play for another year, but they they denied it. So he had to he had to go to the to the draft. Which he's fast enough. He's got a lot of skill. Uh, he could maybe do some special teams before he's he gets not a chance. Be drafted, but but um, yeah. Um, but yeah, never know. I do think obviously Ramir, Gabe Irvin, um, those two guys coming back from injury. Andrew Johnson. Yeah, Emma John- man, Emma Johnson. And then um, Fleeks. No, Fleeks is gone. Ives. I keep on thinking Fleeks is coming back, but he's gone. Ives. Ives, yes, Quentin Ives. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we have a lot of guys back there that can do a lot of stuff for us. So I think this coaching staff has done a great job of building up this team and realizing where the gaps are. Wide receiver was a gap. Running back. We got our defenses, to me, just stacked still. Yeah, and I know we're trying to get it, trying to get a couple linebackers. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. Gabe Irvin unfortunately is an injury machine, and it's, I know, it, it sucks because he was like looking like the Hulk before the season started. You could t- he was so amped up and ready to get back in. Yeah. I want to say he looked pretty good right off the right yeah. out of the gate to start the season. Um, but I'm also not worried because again, Ramirez back there. We also have Emma Johnson who showed what he can do. Mm-hmm. Then you power that with Dowdle too. I just I think we're gonna be fine. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm excited. Again, you, you talk about drinking the the Kool Aid. I think Ross, you might have said that, or the Rule Aid, if you will. Um, I try so hard not to, but from what the staff has done in this signing period and what they're trying to do and continue to try to do to set up this team for success in year two, has me well, so freaking excited. And did you see the? Uh... Oh, what's his name that they might be bringing in as uh, mm. some type of... Holgerson? Yeah. Um, yeah. So here's the thing. Satterfield. So Ross, not sold on Satterfield. I don't think anyone's sold on Satterfield. I really don't. But here's what Dan Holgerson can bring you. He's been an offensive coordinator. He's been a QB coach. And a good one. Remember when he was at West Virginia? Yeah. He's at Oklahoma State as an offensive coordinator. Yeah. They were good. Absolutely. So does he come in as an offensive coordinator or a QB coach? I don't know what he'd be better at, but... Either way, co, 
Yeah, well, and what what is Satterfield better at? Or you do a co. Hey, we're we're gonna do this together. You're I don't quarterback know coach and co offensive coordinator. Yeah, and and how does that work with Satterfield? Now, to, I don't care how he what if it hurts his feelings. No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> no, I, how does it, how, how do they work how does together? It work? Yeah, no, I, I got you. So here's what I don't here's what I don't know about Satterfield. I don't know a whole lot about what he did at South Carolina. A lot of South Carolina fans didn't like him. Right. What I know is what he did last year. I didn't like his play calling. But one thing I, I started to kind of sit back and, and look into is Satterfield had three quarterbacks who were running machines. Right. At first, we didn't think Purdy was much of a passer, and he still really he ran a lot more and than I thought he was so going to. so many guys get injured. I mean, you're talking two running backs, two or three wide receivers, <laughs> quarterbacks, yeah. um, offensive linemen. So I get it. And it, it, one thing to think about, too, is – you know, when I always think of this, when, when Mike Riley came in to Nebraska, we had Tommy Armstrong. Yeah. And what did we do? We decided to play 500 and throw the ball 50 times a game. Yep. And that was not what Tommy Armstrong, that was not his strength. No. So the next year, they kind of changed the way they wanted to do things. Yep. And guess what? We win nine games that you were ranked in the top ten. Yeah. So I don't know if Satterfield kind of had to adjust the way he originally wanted to do things or was trying to stick to what he normally does. Whatever yeah. it was, this year maybe he can try to stick to what he actually wants to do. Yeah. Or maybe we have more personnel to what we what he wants to do, and that could have been the same year with year very, two O'Reilly was very they had more personnel to what they actually wanted to do. Yeah, well, so. and think about think about when they came on as a staffing unit. They had a very short amount of time for, signing, for the in, signing period to recruit. That doesn't give you a whole lot of time. Yes, there are coaches who do very well in that situation, but and you only get so much time with the players. You only get so much practice time. Yes. Yeah, you can do and have plans and organization for everything, but you only get so much. Yes. And so did he just work with what he could? I don't know. I'm I still, again, weary about his play calling, weary about him. Oh, t- definitely. I'm not trying to say he's going to – Yeah. that he's an amazing offensive coordinator by any means. I'm just saying. But you bring in a guy like Holgerson as either a QB <clears throat> coach or an offensive coordinator, that could boost your offense. He has a lot of experience. And he's been successful as both. That could be really good for your guys like Raiola and Kalen on the roster. And mm-hmm. Harburg. Mm-hmm. Harburg's in the picture still, guys. Like, we can't forget about him. He is still 100% in the picture. He may not be 100% a quarterback this next year. I mean, he could be. He could do a lot. He, he could be one play away from, you know, taking snaps mm-hmm. at quarterback. I mean, I can't imagine that. If Royal is one, yeah, that Kalen's going to be, I, I don't know, he could be two. I doubt it. I, I doubt it too. No, because ideally you'd probably want him to redshirt. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, ideally you want him to redshirt. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be really interesting, I, and that's why, like you're talking about with the transfer, like bringing in a portal quarterback, like yeah, but how how do you sell that? Yeah. To them, and, and again, you're going to be behind the number one quarterback recruit. Ha- Harvard, you're one play away from playing. You know, whether it's injury or he starts struggling, yep. he could play. Yep. But, but again, Harburg's not leaving. I don't think Har- so. Harburg's a Nebraska kid. He's yeah. he's 100% dedicated to playing and staying with this team. I, I don't think he's going to Change positions for him, yeah. Change positions exactly. for him. Exactly. So, Why not? Ross, insider you talked to, said they're bringing him in for QB coach, co-offense. Co- yeah, so kind of what we've been talking about. Yeah. <coughs> I think if he's... We know what we're talking about. I mean, we, we try. I think if his main focus, if you're talking about us, Ross, yes, we, we've been talking about this. But, no, I think if our if our main focus is to have him focus on a QB coach and co-offense, I think that would be a huge win for Nebraska. And, again, you are talking about a staff that is making changes and, to me, drastic changes. I mean, these are, these are not, like, little tiny changes from year one to year two. We're bringing in four and five star guys, yeah, on this roster to help boost the offense. They're doing what the team needs to be successful. They're doing what Riley didn't do. They're doing what Scott Frost in the era of the portal that started did not do to do. help, yeah, or couldn't do yeah. whatever 
to help this team be successful. And that's what gets me so amped up and excited about this team. Yes, it's still all about potential. It is still all about what are they going to do on the field. Yeah. I understand everybody that makes that comment of I'll see it when I believe it. Uh, I'll see it when they get on the field and, you know, before I get excited about it. I'm, I'm not that kind of person. I'm excited about it based on the potential and based on what some of these guys are showing on film. Right. Um, I don't care, and I know I'm going to probably backtrack on what I've said before, but four or five stars out of high school going into college, you're probably still a damn good football player. But whether you're a backup or not, play right away. whether you're a backup or not. Um, so I am excited. And I think this team next year is going to leap ahead of what and uh, all these experts out there, including us, um, are saying that this team is, has a really good chance to not just go six and oh, but also shock the world this next year. We're going to shock the damn world, Jim. Okay. Nebraska, we're not back. Don't get me wrong. I'm not texting. We are not back. But we are going to be better. We're going to go to a bowl game. And we have a really good chance to win seven to eight games next year. I know I've said that before. But this is probably one year I feel better about it than I ever have before. Yeah. Um, I'm excited that we're not starting the season with a Big Ten West opponent. Granted, every Big Ten West team we've played to start the year, we should have beaten. I mean, we should have beat Minnesota oh, last yeah. year. We should oh, have yeah. beaten Illinois. Oh, yeah. Started them. Hmm. Um, what do we got? Patrick's point. Game management. Uh, that's true. Game management. And, and But that goes to your point. Some of those games that we lost were because of poor clock management. Right. And just, in general, game management. Not even just the clock. Sims throws an interception in the end zone in the first half. Yeah. I mean, play, we'll get play points call, there. Play, some of the play calling uh, in the red zone. Or getting a field goal instead of trying for it on fourth down. So, 100%, Patrick. Yeah. And, and, Patrick, I love that you're joining the show today. Because sometimes people need to bring us down a notch when we're so excited about things. And really take a step back and say, these are the things we still need to work on. When Matt is excited is what he means. I'm also excited because the Cowboys are up 38-10, and they're going to be the number two seed, and they're going to – it is. And the Bucks are hosting. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, let's but time, Yes, timeouts, game management, clock management, all those things need to be – should be and will be hopefully looked at, get guaranteed to look at. They should be looked at in the offseason and say, well, how do we manage this game in this loss? Or even in the wins, how do we manage this game – to where we could have done things differently. Yeah. Again, all we need was one more win. Yeah. And we and we shit the bed. Well, and so what I was gonna say here was um, <clears throat> to start the season off, you know, not against a Big Ten team or you know whatever. You did. Um, just to hopefully kind of gain some momentum because I feel like the last couple seasons they, whether it was the media or whatever, there was so much pressure on that first game. It was like. They have to win in Ireland against Northwestern. They have to win against Minnesota. It's rules first game. It's a Big Ten West opponent. If you don't win if you now, don't win, that's the tone. Then, yes, exactly. Yep. And now let's just not even worry about that. Let's just freaking blow their doors off to start the season yep. and get the young kids' feet wet, get momentum going, yeah. and just go from there. Yeah, and again, it, we have every opportunity this next year to start 6-0. Yeah. There's really no reason we shouldn't. So, um, yeah, so Patrick, I, I love it because, again, you got to take me down a notch. Take me down a notch, bonk me on the head and say, dude, like, take the wheels off. I'm not going to, <laughs> but I'm not going to say you're wrong because you're 100% correct. I, I love mean, it. when predictions before next season start, we'll see. Shut up. No, we'll see no, where you we, go with that. We all know. I already said 6-0 we're starting, so I'm not going to change that, but um, – but, man, I, I just, again, I, I feel like this rule has Nebraska trending in the right direction. Yeah. You cannot say over the last, after you know, Riley's second year, yes. But yeah, I, but even then, starting those wins, I mean, we were barely squeaking out wins yeah. against teams we should have beat pretty good. So. But barely squeaking out wins is something we haven't been able to do in a long Since time. Since then. Yes. So, that was the last year we went to a bowl. after that 2016 season, we haven't been trending in the right direction since then. So the fact that Nebraska is getting, again, a lot of media attention because of what Rule and his staff are doing is not necessarily a bad thing. Is 
do we produce on the field? Can we take that's, it to the field the and be successful? Yes. Because they're doing everything right, but we need to do it on the field. So, yeah, I mean, we've gotten some guys in. Obviously, Royal, a bit of a one-off yeah. because his dad played here. So, yeah. I mean, do we get him if his dad didn't play here? No. If his uncle's not the O-line coach says, I'm going to protect no. your ass, do we get him? No. Maybe not. But <clears throat> what that <laughs> we still got it. So, yeah. we gotta, we got to roll with it that way. But you start getting some other guys. Then you start getting some wins. Then you, you know, yeah, you get the transfers that come in or even the young four or five stars that come in. Uh-huh. And that starts to trickle a little bit. And then, I mean, it's already happening. Yeah. I mean, you got guys like Bricks that came here. You what? got guys, and I know that he is somewhat local yeah. within a half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you get, then you start getting kids from Texas. But. Miami, like what? What yeah. do we talk? We have, we barely talked about McGee Jr. But as a Jack, that guy's going to be awesome. But we, we've talked about it on the last show that we did a few weeks ago before Christmas. We have Dylan Ryle. You get a five-star quarterback. Where was he last week when Nebraska basketball was playing Indiana at PBA? He was there. He was there. And then who comes in town? These recruits come in town. Nair's in town. Daddles in town. Taking picks with them. Taking pick, man. Some of those that pick with Daddle was badass. Like As ten soon, feet in the air. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure. I think I said it to you, to you and Brian, and said I think he's gonna commit. Like it right. looked to me like he's gonna commit <laughs> based off his picture, that. and then he did. He committed that night, and so I think you have Riola still. The players are also helping coaches recruit, and that's what a five star does. Yeah, that's what Nayer is gonna do. Now you have Banks following Daddle and Nayer and other guys on the offense. Yeah. That's what that's all it takes. It, mm-hmm. It's a ripple effect in college yeah. football, and and it's kind of like um, kind of like if you think about NHL. If you guys that watch NHL, these guys know each other, and a lot of them have known each other for years because they played each other in juniors. They played each other in the world in the World Juniors. They played each other in, oh, yeah. in the Stanley Cup. They played, Shout out to the U.S. winning the World Juniors, by the way. Absolutely, but they they played each other for so many years. They know each other. These football players have connections where they reach out. They're going to get a response. You're a five star quarterback. Reach out to wide receiver. Who's in the portal? That yeah. that wide receiver is going to listen. Especially because they've probably been at camps together. I mean, they yeah camps. Yeah, there's, that, there's camps all over the place. That's a good point. Camps, or they've been at recruiting visits at other schools. Yes, at the same time. And hey, we kind of buddied up there. Yeah, we've been kind of saying, "Where are you thinking about going? Maybe we go to the same place since we already." Have a friendship. Yeah. And so... You feel more comfortable going to the same place. Yo, I'm going to send you a text. I'm going to reach out to you. I'm going to follow you on Instagram. I'm going to yeah. do this. And what's, what I love about Husker fans is they follow everything <laughs> that happens on they, anybody that's on your radar. They will know if that person's following somebody yeah. on Husker Twitter, on yep. Husker Instagram. They will screenshot it. They'll be like, hey, look at this. They will do all of that. And it cracks me up because I'm like, I don't got the time for that. I really don't, but I, I don't, love but it. I follow as much as I can, I guess. Yeah, it just cracks me up. I'm like, man, like, I wish I had the time to do that. But, um, but again, I, I'm really impressed with the recruiting right now. Again, this is probably one of the best classes we've had. I think with the transfer portal guys, I think our our um, ranking and, and recruiting all stuff is going to only go up. But yeah. um, you know, last I checked, it didn't have an updated version of. Uh, uh, after the commit last night true so, so uh, we'll see but yeah ross to your point yeah absolutely developmental coach rule is a developmental coach it was hard in his first year again i coming back from the nfl to college you know but there's some differences going on there but i do feel like we're gonna see again year one to year two in rules history in college football we're in the right. We're in the right spot, yeah. and actually, we're probably in a better spot than what yeah, you've seen he, in the past. Yeah, because we, we won more games than he did normally. Yeah, usually one to two wins. We got five. Yeah. So again, should have had seven, eight, but you know, it is what it is. Um, yep. Got to win them on the field. Yes. So it'd be inter- interesting to see what we do with the guys that we have, and how we boost our offense, our defense. Again, I'm not worried about our defense. Our defense is stacked, and a guy like Willis McGahee Jr. He picked Nebraska. Because he has the potential to be that jack, and that's what he wants to do. And he can play that in the NFL. Yes. That's, and and that, he talked about his NFL. Yeah. He's like, you're talking about a team that plays. You don't see that that defense, the 3 through 5 very often in college. He wants to do that because he knows he can do it in the NFL. He talked about it. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy that absolutely can go to the NFL based on, one, his name, but two, 
His dad? He's going to have the potential. <laughs> yeah. He's going he's gonna to get the playing time in that he position. Said his name, I guess. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, again, I'm, I'm just excited. I'm very excited about where we're going to go, what we're going to do. And, again, just, we got to put it on the field, though. Where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? You said you're excited about where we're going to go. Oh, we're going to USC. <laughs> we're going to USC, baby. We're going, hey, have you guys heard? You got, no? You didn't know this? Oh, we're going to USC, baby. We reached out. I, I, I mean, the, the, the plan, I guess, would be to hopefully go to USC. Here's the idea. Luis, we're going to get your question in a second. Here's the deal. So we talked about it after our last live show, actually at the volleyball championship game. But how so cool it would be to welcome our Big Ten foes now in USC, a team that really hasn't been that good in about 15 years. Welcome them to the Big Ten by going to California for the game. How fun would that be? That'd two be average amazing. guys on the sideline, two average guys interviewing USC fans, two average guys tailgating with USC and Nebraska fans, two average guys just having a blast out in California. Well, we don't necessarily have, have to be on the sideline, but in the stadium would be fine. Sideline, well, it would be funny either way. Uh, okay. Press, press conference, doing, doing a press conference. I mean, it's going to be something that we're looking into. We may or may not have already reached out to Trev Alberts. We may have not already heard back from Trev Alberts or not and his crew. Um, but there's opportunity for us to be get media credentials and be on the sideline for the USC game. I'm just saying. And we may or may not be doing a fundraiser to help get us there. So stay oh, tuned. Yeah. We're gonna we slap some, work some out. brothers out. It's not till like November sixteenth, so we got some time. We got time. Uh, but we are thinking about it and like hardcore thinking about going. And let me just tell you, my wife's pretty excited because I told her if we go, she gets to go too. So uh, yeah, you know, just saying. Um, the bus trip, yes. Person, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure you said his last that person goal. <laughs> yes, <laughs> dude, we should. <coughs> oh my god, that man, be, can you imagine? All right, that would be a, a memorable trip for a lifetime probably yep. so Luis you asked about transfer portal guys does this mean other players get cut get cut it, it does yeah I mean I don't know how that works here's here's what you scholarship wise um I don't know if they say hey we're gonna pull your scholarship you can walk on we think you might be able to earn your scholarship back next year yeah um you might want to see I mean I, I'd say more than likely, they say you might want to seek another opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got to find kids that are probably not going to, you know, three, four deep, whatever, four, oh, five deep. Look, look at Purdy. They probably told him, "Listen, Ryle is going to be a starter." Mm-hmm. I I hope coaches are honest with the kids. And Kyle McCord, he transfers to Syracuse. Uh, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten. He transferred to Syracuse. And Yodi said, he said, listen, I had a co- uh, conversation with the coaches. They wanted to go a different direction. And if I'm not going to be the guy, I- I'm not going to stay there. And that's fine. And-, and that's what coaches should be honest, which I'm amazed he's not the guy for them considering what he just did. But, you know, I- it's, it's <laughs> yeah. interesting. Um, and a hey, quick shout-out um, to Big Ten backers. Hey, appreciate yes. you guys being and listening. Um, so I know we got um, – Brandon, also with Big Ten Backers, they were in L.A. Uh, for the UCLA game. Um, hey, if we can get out there, man, we'd love to have you guys. And we are going to be doing a show with Big Ten Backers this year um, to yes. talk about Husker football and hopefully other stuff too. I mean, again, we're I think we're going to be, you know, broadening our horizons a little bit on the Big Ten football conference, kind of like we did in the beginning 10 years ago starting this football season. Yeah. Uh, again, 10-year anniversary coming up. Very well, excited. Nebraska's good, and we are, you know, ranked or up there in playoff – you know yeah playoff talks or a potential you know when playoff rankings come out if we're we're in there Mm -hmm. it makes a lot more fun to talk about well we want this to happen in this game and oh shoot this team just beat this team so now we need this to happen that's what we did for the first couple years yeah so yeah so it's gonna be interesting yeah and again there's a good point you know about mccord not wanting competition oh of course he doesn't i mean look at the guy that goes um 11 and 1 and his only loss is to Michigan. He's playing the championship tomorrow. A team who they haven't beaten three years now. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, he's getting some criticism. But, again, he's still 11-1 at Ohio State. Apparently that wasn't good enough. Well, and they bring in Will Howard, who, I mean, they're, statistically their numbers are pretty similar. Minus Howard can run. 
So, I don't know. Yeah, but how do running quarterbacks do in the Big Ten? Yeah, I mean, not... If they hold on the ball, maybe better than our running they quarterbacks. They'll get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see what Ohio State does. Um, damn, San Francisco lost today. They did. Cowboys won. Bucks won. They're in. Giants, Giants, the beat, the, Giants beat the Eagles. Look at that. Rams are in. Wow. Sorry. Anyways, off topic. Uh, but it, it's going to be a really interesting season again, not just with the Huskers, but I think the Big Ten overall with the expansion, with new teams coming in. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. Howard at Ohio State threw more picks this last year than McCord did. Yeah, I mean, um, sure. you know, in Big Ten, yeah. Six more interceptions. That's big. Six more interceptions yeah. in the season. Look at our quarterbacks. If we threw six, uh, fumbled it six less times, we probably got three more wins, right? That's true. It's a big difference in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd take 11 and 1 all day, Edwin, if it wasn't Iowa. And yeah. we, we don't, we're not going to talk about Iowa today. We don't got time for Iowa, but uh, no one should take time to talk about Iowa, uh, even though we probably will at some point throughout the season, uh, especially with Big Ten backers, because we got to find an Iowa guy there. And we know some Iowa fans, too. We we're, 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 willing yeah, funny. To, we're willing to talk crap about them, too. But uh, it's just all fun and games. It, college football fans, it's all it's about. Um, but anyway, so I, I'm really excited. <laughs> Sims <laughs> <laughs> Sims should have been either on a, a turnover commercial for uh, for Panera or on a Butterfinger commercial for uh, for Nestle. So, um, um, yeah, I'm you know I'm I'm very curious. So let's talk about the championship game. Yeah, we we got about I don't know 15 minutes left, maybe um, 11 minutes ish, whatever. All we right. keep going. We can go all day, but let's talk about the championship game. We got Michigan, and we have Washington. Yes. This is this is what everyone probably thought was going to happen. Actually, right. a lot of people thought Bama was going mean, to beat it's, Michigan. It's one, they're one and two, so it's the easy pick. But yeah, I thought it'd be that way, even though it could have yeah. been just as easy the other way. So BCS simulation had those two playing for the championship game too. Gotcha. Just throwing out there. Who do you think is going to win? Who do you think? Who do you think has the upper hand? So Michigan dominated that first half against Alabama. For the most part, they just uh, not on the scoreboard, not on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, they, well, they right. I mean, early maybe a little bit, but they had the fumble on the punt, and mm-hmm. the score didn't really show exactly how that first half went. And then they made more Alabama mistakes. made adjustments, and then I thought they were going to win the game. Um, the way was uh, that way Washington can move the ball. The way Penix is, they're pretty. They're a little scary. Offensively, Michigan's a lot of big boys up front. Michigan yeah. can wear down that Washington defense. That Washington defense, not so good. If you saw what Texas did, especially when, after Matt said horns down, it's over, and then Texas just about came back and won that game. Yeah, Washington f that up. Uh, they but. did. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty good game. I think Penix could potentially win the game for Washington, but if I go with my gut, I'm going to say Michigan's going to win. So here, here's what I'm very interested in seeing. So when you watch, I watched a few different Washington games this year throughout the season. Penix, not only can he right hit a wide receiver in stride, drop it in the breadbasket, but he's got wide receivers that catch everything thrown to them. Yeah, he has a handful of wide receivers they have that two are two stars that are damn good, and I think. Those guys are going to make a big difference in the game. Right. It's just going to be so interesting because, again, you got Pac-12, Big Ten, different styles of football. Right. Pac-12 puts up a lot of points. Big Ten football, you generally see a low-scoring game. Yeah. So we talked about when you get these teams like UCLA and Washington and USC coming to the Big Ten, what's that going to look like? Yeah. They think they're going to come in, like Scott Frost said, and you're going to have to adjust to us. I, I'm sorry. I don't think that's going to be the right. case. Cause you're going to have to adjust your gameplay to the defense you're going to see in the Big Ten and the cold weather in the Big Ten. Yeah. So if you can score fast, that's great. But then you're putting your defense on the field a lot longer. Yep. So because also a lot of offenses in the Big Ten will wear your defense down mm-hmm. by marching down the field on a 14 play drive. Mm-hmm. You don't see that in the Pac-12. No. Not you see. Really. Maybe six, seven play drives because they go swing deep. Swing passes and deep balls, deep balls and then a few runs sprinkled in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested. It's, I think it's going to come think down. It's going to be a good game. It's going to come down to the Michigan, I think, defensive line 
more than anything else. Because they got Pen- a lot of sacks in that first half against Alabama. Yeah. Penix gets Five, it out six. quick, though. He gets it out quick. He releases it quick. So he's not very fast, but he can run. He's just not very fast, and he run. He's an opportunistic runner. He's not going to run if he doesn't have to. I would say it's going to be more on Michigan's secondary linebackers and mm-hmm. secondary. Mm-hmm. If they do little out passes or you know quick plays here and there and the deep balls, um, how are they going to be at that second level? Are they going to be able to stop them for a three yep. to five yard gain and let instead of letting them get a first down on third and eight? Are they going to be able to stop those long, yeah. deep passes? Um, I think it's going to be a really good game. I'm excited. It, I think it is, too. I, this might be one of the most um, anticipated college football championship games in a very long time. Yeah. I mean, it, especially since 2014, which and, is the very first. You know, ratings-wise, probably would have been better if it was Texas and Alabama or Michigan. and I don't know. I agree with uh, that. Michigan and Texas. Maybe, I, maybe not. I, and that, that's what I thought. They talked about it with Florida State ratings and all that stuff. We talked about it. I really don't know if that's true. I really think. I mean, I don't really care because I'm going to watch the game anyway. I think it's going to be a great game. As college football fans, getting parity and different teams in the spotlight to have potential to be a champion, you don't want to see the da- same damn thing over and over again unless you're a yeah. Nebraska fan and it's your team. But, right. like, again, your team, yeah, Alabama fans want to see Ge- that. It's been Alabama and Georgia. Outside of Alabama years. and Georgia? Who wants to see the same teams winning over again? And who the hell wants Texas? There's no one outside the state of Texas or outside of Austin that unless they're a, they went to UT, Austin, and they are a Longhorn fan, nobody nobody wants them to win. Nobody. There's not a single team. If you cheer for a college football team, Texas is not a team you're ever going to cheer for, especially in a championship game. You oh, cheer for, I would no. cheer for Bama over Texas. Same. Absolutely. So, yes. Texas Same. bullshit out of your mouth. Same. You're right, Ross. And, man, when Texas got that one second back on the clock, although it was the right thing to do, unlike it, the it Big was. Ten Championship or unlike Big, uh, Big 12, 12 championship, championship, it was the right thing I to do. I'm like, it, man. oh, my God, I'm like, Texas is going to win. Well, Freaking when it went out, I go, there's there's a second. This is oh, the man. biggest deja vu. Unbelievable. And I thought they I literally thought that they were going to throw a touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Thankfully, they did not. But I, I think having a different team – have an opportunity to win a championship is good for college football, and I think the ratings are not going to hurt because of that. Yeah. Well, and just going back to that Texas and Washington game briefly, man, the series of events that led Texas led up to giving Texas that opportunity at the end was just insane. I mean, you talk about – I said it before you text it. I said, why are you throwing the ball on third down? Yes. You're going to kick a field goal anyway. Yes. Just run it. Make them use their timeout. So they have one left. And then kick the field goal. Then, you know. Incomplete the, pass. The, the, yeah, incomplete pass, field goal. Texas gets the field goal because they went pretty quick. Yep. And then onside kick, you're like, okay, it's over. And then that kid gets hurt, and you're like, okay, well, the clock stopped. Is it going to – and I'm like, uh-oh. They could have some time here. They got time. And then it just kept snowballing. I'm like, this is not yeah. going the way I want this. Because yeah. I almost went to bed. Yeah. I really almost did because well, I was super tired. And, and Patrick here, you know, you're talking about game management and clock management. I mean, that is what Washington absolutely screwed up in that game. Mm-hmm. And that's what Nebraska, honestly. And I like their coach. I think their coach yeah. is really good. But, but that's what Nebraska's done in the past. They've mm-hmm. screwed up and we lost in that manner. <laughs> we lost. We lost. Yes. <laughs> um, but, I mean, really, ideally, it would be really interesting to see how this championship game goes tomorrow. Again, it could be one of the better championship games we've seen in a while. Um, I'm excited for it. It is absolutely, Ross, is, is basically your Big Ten championship. A lot of people thought they'd see a rematch of Texas-Alabama from from game one of the season in your SEC championship game. Yeah. But it's not what we're going to see. It's Big Ten championship. But, so it's I'm a interested. real Big Ten natty. Okay. We got a few minutes left. We're going to switch here real quick, Nebraska basketball. They beat Indiana at home. Yeah, it was a great game. I actually watched just about the whole game. Uh, <coughs> K-Saves. <laughs> Unbelievable! Yeah. He was hitting from everywhere. I mean, his family was there. Yeah, it was really cool. He was just right. Was there? Yeah, yeah. It was I mean, a big he, crowd. He had like 16 points in five minutes or something in the second half. It was insane. I think he finished with 28 points. Um, he had double double or something like that. It was fun. It was yeah. fun to watch PBA. It was rocking. Yep. Um, I didn't get the chance to see any of the game yesterday. I, I, wa- I watched some of the game. I mean, Wisconsin was just—they're better down low than Nebraska. 
and that's what really made a difference in that game. Uh, Sixteen point defeat again. That to me isn't that bad. Um, I mean, that was what they beat Indiana by. That's what they what they want to do is play defense. Yeah. Um, and what I read about the game yesterday was. Wisconsin was just firing offensively and yeah. they couldn't miss. Well, I mean, Chucky's so damn good, too, uh, you know, out of Bellevue West. Be I mean, him, him being at Wisconsin, I mean, that's a huge get for them. And, you know, Wisconsin basketball is good. I mean, they are a good team, and it was a big test for Nebraska. Never really thought that that was going to be a win for Nebraska. But, you know, I watched a, a decent amount of that game, and, you know, I kind of knew, like, at halftime, like, eh, like, they might make a little bit of a fight. They started to right at the end of the half, but I didn't think they were going to come back. And they, they didn't, but, you they know. They not very many road games. We got Purdue coming up uh, at home number on Purdue. Tuesday, number one. Uh, Donnie, Purdue sucks. Um, <laughs> you know, I, hopefully we win. Let's, let's get people down to the PBA. I know I won't be there, but let's keep people, get people down there. And It's on Peacock, I think, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. Something I like that. I thought I saw God damn, God damn Peacock. Um, I mean, I'll watch it because I got Peacock. But... Um, but yeah, so basketball. Yeah, cool. Hey, they're still what 12, 12 and two, twelve, 12 and, three. and three. Yeah, I mean they're still having a hell of a good season early on. Three, whatever. Two and two in the conference. So yeah, they got wins against Indiana and Michigan State. I mean, yeah. any keep season rolling. that you got this many wins, I mean, keep rolling, baby. The last however long, I don't know. Yep. Keep going. Yep. Um, <laughs> Polar Bear. Yes. Holy cow! He joins the wrestling wrestling team. Nash joins the wrestling team. He was the number like number one wrestler in the country. Before yeah, joining sounds, the Husker football Dakota. team, um, Even like and he defeated in high school or something. Yeah, and he joins his first ever wrestling match and freaking pins <laughs> the, the guy, guy from Wyoming in the first round, and he swept the leg, which was the best <laughs> thing ever. He just grabbed one leg and just kicked the other one out from and just landed on him. Like imagine having Nash watching him play football, and then having so, him land on you in wrestling and so pin your ass. Did he? Did he thin down a little bit? I don't think so. Okay. He's, he's huge. Uh, I mean, he's huge, but I thought I saw someone said he thinned down. Um, I just want him to be the same on the football field. So, I mean, it's 167 great. 167-0 and 0 overall in wrestling. Yeah. He's, Never he's, lost. Ross, thank you. That's amazing. I just don't want him to get hurt, and I don't want him to lose anything football He's our heavyweight, and that dude ain't – if he ever know. did lose, I don't see him ever getting hurt. That guy's a friggin' beast. I, I, I know. Think about him losing. I don't want him to lose either. I just want him to get hurt or lose anything, as far as like his play on the football field. Yeah, he's fine. I'm not worried about he's it. He's fine. I'm not worried about. It. You know, I'd be interested to see him and Ty Robinson also wrestle. We met Ty. Ty's a beast. I think he's bigger than Nash. He was as far so as big. I, like I could not describe how big he was. I have there. He's so tall and so big. I was like. Oh my gosh! I know you're big, but to see you this close, it was nuts. So you know what's kind of funny about this show today? It's before the show. Brian's like, "All right, we're going to talk about Husker football, Maverick hockey, I didn't talk much about the hockey. men's basketball." He said, "Women's basketball." I'm like, "No, nah, no, nah, let's not do that. I don't know anything about women's basketball." I can't I can't talk although I know they're I can doing talk about pre- the volleyball. I can't although I know they're doing pretty good this year. Yeah, um, they, they like, typically do pretty well. I was like, we could talk about football. I think for Amy like, Williams is their coach. I think she's pretty good. Yeah. Like we could talk about football for three hours, but yeah. um, but to kind of wind down here. So again, Nash hopefully he keeps the streak going. Wrestling, kind of wind down. Uh, UNO hockey. Uh, then we'll wrap it up with Husker football. UNO hockey in the Desert Classic, uh, first ever Desert Classic. Uh, there's four teams in it. Um, yeah, and, I mean Arizona State was the highest ranked team in it, if you will. Um, and they're not a bad team. They're really no. Not, and I mean UNO got the win against Lowell in overtime on Friday, yep. which is great. Yeah. I was trying to watch it and I couldn't find it. They're gonna be yeah. It's yeah. I'm like they're I gonna pull, be joining. I, I finally was like, all right, I can sit down, pull up NCHC TV, and I'm like, where is it? Not there. Nope. Because nope. um, they're the only NCHC team down there. So, yeah, but Arizona State is gonna be joining the conference next year, yes. NCHC. So there is actually a really good addition. I think so, too. Uh, I think it's going to be really good. So I'm excited to see what they bring to the conference. Uh, but that game last night, I mean, really, I, I saw majority of the third period. I, I didn't know they were on the Pac-12 for free. Um, but that game was on By the, the Pac-12. By the time I read your text, it was over. And so they had a really good game. Um, Lacozzi Le- played amazing. And then they get to overtime, and it's like you know forgot how to play hockey. Uh, they had a – Is it an Olympic sheet down there? No. Okay. Nope. No, Mullet Arena is not an Olympic sheet. Okay. Three on three. Uh, Krenzen gets behind the net. And he's got Randall out there, and I can't remember the other guy out there with him. But he's he's behind the net. Arizona State is pressuring a little bit. They're on, they're on uh, Randall and the other you know, player. 
Clemson struggles to get it out from behind the net. He comes out behind the net, and instead of going to his left over to Randall, who's wide open, he shoots it up the board, basically just gives Arizona State the puck, and he goes for a change. Arizona State brings it back in the zone, and then they, they spend some time in there. I think they maybe get a shot, maybe not. They get it out of the zone, and they got two guys back, and you know it's a long change. Two unit guys, three unit guys come up. One's about the blue line, and uh, Jimmy Glenn was at the blue line. He wasn't paying attention to the Arizona State guy changing behind him. So they got a breakaway. Oh, of course they did. Easy breakaway. Great goal. Um, and, you know, I mean, after watching them in overtime, they didn't deserve that game. They didn't deserve that win anyways, the way they played in overtime. But they had one really uh, good chance from Ty Mueller early on um, with a nice backhand chance. He went around the defender, skated right around him, almost like that uh, Mancini goal uh, when he scored in overtime a while back. But yeah. really good opportunity. That's the only opportunity they got, though. And so they just weren't aggressive enough. Uh, Coming but, back from break, they almost had a month off. Oh, yeah. Um, it's hard. Get back into conference play. and uh, I mean – They've they've split with all those teams up top. I mean, they pretty much split with everybody in the conference. And they, they also play. played at home, pretty much the entire first half of the year. Yeah, they they're gonna have to win some road games. I mean, so, they won at Denver, uh, which was a good win. Um, but yeah. yeah, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to win some games this back half on the road. Uh, hopefully, I can make it to a couple of games, and yeah. hopefully, they get high enough to uh, host host the NCHC playoffs. And make the tourney. Yeah. And so their next home series is Denver at home on the 19th and 20th. So if you're in the Omaha area, come check them out. Um, oh, I think I uh, maybe have tickets for one of those nights. But nice. I'll keep posted. So 19th, 20th. So um, anyways, uh, Ross, you got the house. Colorado game next year. Cross from the stadium. Ross, see you there. <laughs> I, don't care, I don't care what Brian and Jimmy are doing. I'm going to be there. Um, Primetime coming to town. Uh, Donnie, thank you for joining today. Um, we're running just a little bit over an hour. Appreciate you guys joining today. Um, again, we talked about a lot, covered a lot of football, a lot more than we probably planned on in the beginning, but there's just there's a lot to talk about. That's the way it goes. A lot to talk about. So thank you very much uh, to everyone that joined today. Again, I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We are Two Average Guys. Have a great, wonderful day, and thank you to Brian for our producer. Thank you to Backswing for the beer. Thank you to the Killigans for the music. And we'll God love you next day. time. I'm still watching go capitalize. <laughs>